Throughout the day, everyone feels fatigue and failing endurance, and it can't be fixed with more caffeine. This is why I take Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that gives you the energy you need and are good for you. No guilt and no more afternoon coffees or energy drinks or candy for a quick pick-me-up. I take two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews as part of my daily routine and to promote heart-healthy energy for my day without a caffeine crash or all of the processed sugar. And I've personally begun taking Super Beats Heart Chews for a while now, and I know it makes a difference in my energy. Plus, the grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews supports normal blood pressure and is heart-healthy. Take charge of your health and do what I do every day and take Super Beats Heart Juice. For my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com up to 45% off at danasbeats.com. Words can't describe how hard it is to bury a child. I ache for anyone and all who have done the same. My son's death was a result of a criminal with an evil heart and a justice system failing to hold him accountable for the laws he had already broken. You see, a convicted felon killed my son with an illegally obtained gun. Our gun control lobbyists and politicians claim that their policies will save lives and reduce violence. Well, those policies did not save my son. The laws being discussed are already implemented in cities across this country. We have decades of evidence proving they do not work. St. Louis, New York, Chicago, Washington, Atlanta are gun control utopias and they are plagued with the most violence. 10 more laws, 20 more laws, a thousand more won't make what has already illegal more wrong or stop criminals from committing these crimes. And y'all are delusional if you think it's going to keep us safe. That was Lucretia Hughes and She was just testifying before the House Judiciary Committee there on the subject of her rights. I mean, powerful. She said a felon killed my son. And this has been going on most of the afternoon. Welcome to the program. Dana Lash here with you. It's a it's a it's a wild news day because, you know, not totally crazy, but earlier today. Actually, earlier this morning, it was like, what, 2, 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning? There uh, was a man who was arrested because he was going to, he was going to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The story, as it's known, he was arrested early, 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 early this morning. He was found armed and allegedly threatening Justice Kavanaugh. They said that he was arrested near Kavanaugh's home. The man was armed and made threats against him, and he was transported to Montgomery County Police 2nd District. People said that, uh, well, the authorities were saying that he was from California, he's in his mid-20s, and he had even communicated to officers his intention to kill the Supreme Court justice. Hmm. You know, there was that moment, just wondering, maybe 
I'm just, you know, I this flashback audio right here, audio soundbite 18. Listen to this. This was on the steps of the Supreme Court building, Senator Chuck Schumer. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Hmm. Well, I'm just saying if if people who advocate for their Second Amendment rights are somehow responsible for the actions that criminals unchecked and known to law enforcement and their community at large are responsible, I hold him responsible. We can do this. This is just you who knew you you all had to know this was coming. This is exactly why everybody was was concerned about that leaked draft and concerned about the language from elected Democrats. I don't believe language is violence, but they're the ones who set the rules that everyone else is responsible except the person who ultimately chooses to make these decisions. Unbelievable. This is what we hear over and over and over again. So I'm just, you know, I'm, they ought to come out. I think they ought to come out with the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health immediately now at this point. I think they ought to just come out with it now to show that the Supreme Court, they've made their decision, doesn't sound like, you know, anything, it doesn't sound like they've, they've, it doesn't seem like they've changed their mind or their, their positions from the earlier draft, who knows? Mitch McConnell said this was the reason for House Democrats to pass the Supreme Court Police Parity Act. It passed in the Senate. It would protect the families of justices. And apparently Democrats aren't, Democrats aren't big on security. They're not big on school security. They're not big on Supreme Court security. They're not big on anybody's security except for themselves when they erect fences around the Capitol or when they have their own armed guards accompany them. They'll send guns to everywhere else, but they won't let you. They'll send what you can't have to Ukraine. They won't let you have it here. Mitch McConnell had said that House Democrats blocked the Supreme Court security bill weeks ago, and he, they were continuing to block it, retooling it, and bringing it back to the floor. They still won't allow it. That is, I'm just floored by that. Just last week, they tanked a Senate bill on school security. I, by their actions, I just kind of have to wonder if they are not, if they want violence. It's just, it's amazing. This man also apparently he had a knife and a gun. Guy was arrested outside of Kavanaugh's house. No, there's no security, no border security, no security for Supreme Court, no school security. The only people... Apparently, that Democrats think are worth protecting are themselves on the Hill. There was one point in Lucretia Hughes's testimony towards the end where she looked straight at House members sitting up there on the committee. And she said, why can't our kids in schools have security like y'all have here? What's the difference? She asked. I would dare say that the kids are more valuable. But she made a great point. And nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk about her. Not a single one. There were people who, you know, I guess, and I mean this, 
I think it makes some people on the left angry to see a black a black grandmother speaking out about her right to defend herself. We know we know the history. I'm done being nice about it. And I'm 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 done with seeing innocent Americans blamed. You know what? I you know I watched everything yesterday. I watched people all fawning over Matthew McConaughey. He's not bringing out, he has not introduced a singular thing that is new. He's repeating verbatim the same stuff that I've heard Michael Bloomberg repeat, that I've heard the Brady group repeat, that I've heard moms demand repeat. It's the same thing over and over again. He just, he just wrapped up everything that they've been saying for the past 15, 20 years. He just wrapped it up with a smile and a Texas drawl. And there were people fawning over it. People are so easily, they get stars in their eyes. Oh my gosh, an actor from Hollywood. Oh. And I know everyone's like, well, it's nice that he's, and I was a little like this yesterday. Oh, it's not, he's, you know, he's not getting into the ad hominem of the gun control group. I disagree. I disagree now. I was thinking about this all last night. This is why I disagree. Don't tell me that you're serious about solutions when you go up to the dais and you repeat the same debunked stuff that everybody before you has, you're not serious. I've explained it time and time again. Not a single mention from any of these people about school security. You know, coming up, we're going to get into some of this audio. Tom Tillis was talking to reporters outside the Hill and they were asking him one of the things that they're discussing, the Senate's trying to hammer it out. It looks like they're they're either moving on red flag or they're moving on increasing the age of purchase, which is unconstitutional. If you want to change people's enumerated rights, by God, you better go through the Constitution to do it. And, and making these people sign draft cards and then you're going to take away their rights? Jeez. No, I... I I don't feel as though if you're going to take away my rights and you're going to gaslight me into acting like it's for my own, my, my own interest, I struggle to have courtesy for you because it's offensive. It is a specious argument premised on stupidity, debunked information. People get up here and they talk about all this stuff. They don't know what they're talking about. I have spent hours and hours. I told my son. When I was at Turning Point USA last weekend and I made a speech, a 30-minute speech about Second Amendment. And afterwards, when we got back home and we walked into my office and it was, I had one light on in my office. And I told him, I said, okay, so that was your first experience because I had him walk with me out on stage. I said, that was your first experience. You, got, you saw the lights, you saw the stage and the sound and all the people in the audience that's a fraction of what this is. 99% of my time is me alone in my office or on the phone talking to people, researching. Research, 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 research. Because I care that much. I'm the gun lobby. The gun lobby is me. It's you. We care. We care enough to know what the hell we're talking about. We care enough to read the proposals. We care enough to go and look and see how previous proposals in states that have implemented them, and implemented them, how those have impacted or not, as it turns out, 
the reduction of homicide in that state. I was reading a study last night about all of these mass killers, the mental instability and evil separately with various ones of all of them. And I went and I was looking at previous versions of proposals that are getting retooled. Watched, I was listening to people's commentary on it, C-SPAN, elsewhere. That's most of it. The, the regular average person is not afforded what Matthew McConaughey was afforded for the past two days on, on the Hill. The average American can't just walk in their lawmaker's office, which I think is ridiculous, but that's where we are now. You don't get to go and speak at a press briefing. I just think if you're going to do these things, then maybe you should know a little bit about the law, what laws exist, a little bit about crime statistics. If you are going to lobby, you have that responsibility. You should be able to talk about it without looking at a note card. Anybody can do this. That's the thing. It's just how passionate are you about your rights? And you can't make up for it with Hollywood glam. I was a little disappointed in some people. Some of the interviews I saw yesterday I was disappointed in. What's the point of having an interview if it's just going to be softball boring stuff? If you're not going to ask real questions, what's the point of it? It's all boring. This whole format's starting to suck. Starting to. Maybe it has for a while. We got more to get into because we got a lot to get into today. We got to talk about the latest with SCOTUS. Apparently, there's going to be, well, you know, there's going to be some decisions this month. They usually come out in the morning. None today. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. From scrape knees to heartbreaks, dad was always there to comfort you. Return the favor with a gift of true comfort. Brand new Tommy John underwear. Dads agree when you wear Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. And because Tommy John moves with you and keeps you cool thanks to their breathable lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands, that's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, dads everywhere love Tommy John underwear. And while you're giving dad the gift of comfort, don't forget yourself. Grab a Tommy John cool cotton bra or bralette to stay cool all summer long. I love wearing my Tommy John joggers because of how soft they are. You should get Tommy John too. Plus there's no risk because everything's covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. This Father's Day shop TommyJohn.com slash Dana for up to $30 off site-wide plus free shipping. Now through June 15th, get up to $30 off site-wide plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash Dana. tommyjohn.com slash Dana. See site for details. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So apparently Target is having some problems. They're slashing prices on unwanted items. I bet I know what aisle it's in. How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? They said they're headed for the clearance rack. They're trying to get rid of $15.1 billion in piled up inventory. Their shares have slid 4%. Investors are warned that profits are going to take a short-term hit. So they're cutting prices and canceling orders for tons of their products. They said that most of the pent-up products consist of bulky items like furniture. It was a commodity during the pandemic, but now they've fallen out of favor. Uh, But, woo, that, um, man, that's not good. I've got other... The consumer spending list here coming up uh, down when we talk about uh, the economy here a little bit later in the show. 
So an internal Capitol Police review finds sweeping failures, intelligence failures and security failures on Pelosi's watch. Ooh, who is surprised? Nobody. That's right. Nobody is. They said they compiled a secret after action review months after the January 6th riot that identified sweeping blunders by the department, ranging from delayed deployment of specialized civil disturbance units to the dismantling of the intelligence unit that monitored social media as it relates to the Capitol for threats. They said 53 areas of failure needed corrective action. No one is, again, surprised. So yesterday we had that amazing cancer breakthrough story uh, where you had uh, a a number of people who were pretty much all in remission from colon cancer. And that was done at the Sloan Kettering uh, Cancer Center. And so now everyone's like, okay, so it's the Dostar Limab, the cancer drug. It's shown no side effects or downsides. And so they're trying to get it approved now by the FDA as soon as possible. So that was the follow-up on that. Japan opens, reopens after two years, but you have to have a mask and a chaperone for foreign tourists. You have to have private medical insurance and be chaperoned throughout their entire stay in the country. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Stick with us. We have a whole bunch more on the way, including the economy, worry, what's happening on the Hill and more. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. We need to restore our family values. We need to restore our American values, and we need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. So first off, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. I don't disagree when he's talking about family values and all that stuff. We have responsible gun ownership. The problem isn't with the responsible gun ownership. The problem is with the criminals. The problem is with an 18-year-old and his deadbeat mom. The problem is, that's, I mean, oh my gosh. This is where I object. Yeah, the family values is great. And we also love eagles and apple pie. Woo! But the problem isn't with responsible gun ownership problem like in buffalo 
is with a killer that was telling everybody on social media and his retired and a retired FBI agent what he was exactly going to do and nobody did anything. Problem is a murderer in Parkland. Putting a gun to someone's head. That wasn't apparently worth a trip to jail to make him ineligible to legally purchase a gun. Apparently, did you know that? You know, y'all didn't know that, did you? I've been talking about it for a few years now. The threats that he was sending to other students. 39 visits from the police. Oh, the problem is not with responsible gun ownership. Because the responsible gun owners were standing outside being denied entry into that school when their kids were getting murdered. Because apparently Aaron Dondo didn't want to go in. You know, you have a government that has the audacity to say this is a gun-free zone, and then when your kids are getting murdered there, they tase you to the ground, put you in cuffs, or threaten you with penalty if you go in and try to save them. And then they have the audacity to turn around and say, oh, no, we need more. You're not a responsible gun owner. That's not the problem. All right, go ahead and play some more. I couldn't, I didn't mean to interrupt it, but I did. Background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need. Okay, let's stop a for a minute. I can't. Let's stop for a second. I'll get. Don't, don't lose the spot because I'm gonna go back to it. But come on. All right. So as I said, that's not gonna do us. Just for the AR-15, just to raise the age, just for an AR-13. What about a Mini Ranch 14? What about that? It has a wood frame. Wood stock. Is that? It, it, wait, only the black guns that are chambered for 223. Is that correct? I'm just curious because all these people who don't know anything about guns are trying to say, this is what we need laws on. You can't buy this type of gun. You know the reason why? Honestly, when I, I had a friend of mine ask me this. They're a reporter. They're actually in the, in the uh, press corps. And I had a friend who asked me and said, so why do you think... There is this, that it's typically the AR-15, which actually it's only been, and I'm saying this very clinically, and I have to baby step this because we live in an idiocracy. Speaking about fact isn't a diminishment of concern, and that's the only time I'm going to say it. But there actually were very few mass casualty incidents in, in which that type of rifle were involved. But secondly... My friend had asked, why do you think that it seems like recently it's been AR-15? And I said, because you all talk about it so damn much. I had literally texted that to them. And they go, what? And I go, because, return, you, return, all, return, talk about, return, it, return, so damn much. You oversaturate. And it's all AR-15. That's all anybody knows. Nobody can name a rifle beyond... Well, actually, nobody can. They just think, oh, AR-15, it's all AR-15. AR, 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 it stands for assault rifle. That's what, they, that's what they all think. And I think it's because the media saturation of it. Okay, go ahead, and you can have him go a little bit more. A waiting period for those rifles. Okay, we I need saw, saw, red flag. So, so he, he's saying to only for that gun. So they can go out and get a three oh eight. But just not that one. The, the, and again, for people who do not know, and I say this very clinically, 
It's just a fact. Some states actually, actually, I think the states that had barred it, they changed it because it's it they you would use it for nuisance animals like coyotes, etc. But I mean, I know some people hunt with it. I wouldn't deer hunt with that rifle because I think it's cruel. I want something that has more power and bigger caliber. That's me. I don't care if you disagree. You do you. That's me. Some states, they actually just switch. Now, I know people who have, but they probably hunt more than I have. So that's an important distinction to make. In some states, they actually were, were there, there used to be laws in some states against it because it wasn't, there was, it wasn't big enough caliber. But yet NPR's like, it's liquefying organs. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Those type of people failed science class. Okay, you might have to back it up in a minute because I like interrupted him in a word. Sorry. Go ahead. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. All right, here we go. Here's the problem with red flag laws. We've talked about it. I'm going to say it again. Red flag laws establish that you are guilty until proven innocent in a court of law. That is everything that I am saying is absolute indisputable fact. No hyperbole. I have read every law in every state, every red flag law in every state that's adopted them. There is no exception to what I'm saying. Red flag laws assume that you are guilty until proven innocent in a court of law. And it takes months on average at considerable legal expense to you to clear your name And get your property back if confiscated. And in many states, imminent threat is not even required to serve the order. A third of gun confiscation orders, these these red flag orders, are wrongly issued against the innocent. These are facts. I've linked all of them. And... These in, in, in most of these red flag cases, in fact, all of them, they're ex parte orders, meaning respondents and the respondent is the person upon whom the order is to be served. Don't even know what's happening. They don't even know that they've been flagged. They have no idea what's going on until cops show up at their door. And they demand their property. Case in point. Anne Arundel County Police. In Maryland. It was about oh, five in the morning, I guess. And two officers arrived at the home of a man, Gary Willis. And banging on his door five in the morning, they had a protective order to remove his firearms. Well, Mr. Willis answers the door and he has no idea what's going on. I mean, you start getting banging on your door at five in the morning. What are you going to think? And it's no, it's not unusual for home invaders to knock on your, to bang on your door. I have a couple stories for you on that if you want them. So he goes to the door and he grabs a handgun. He's like, what in the world? So they say, we're here for your guns. They try to take his gun. Couldn't. He fired. They fired. Killed him. Here's from CBS. 
this time, it's not clear who called police to alert them about Willis. That's a typical red flag case. No joke. No joke. Forgive me if I don't trust my government. So, the red flag orders are going to be served by people like Scott Israel. Red flag orders are like, uh, they're going to be the ones who are served by people like uh, that Pete Arandondo who stood outside that school. Oh, they're going to show up at your house in the middle of the night, but you ain't going to have people storming in to save your kids in a classroom. They don't work. If it is serious enough to strip someone, this is not just about Second Amendment rights anymore. This is about your Second Amendment and your Fourth Amendment and your Fifth Amendment and your Sixth Amendment and your Fourteenth Amendment. You are deprived of your right to counsel in a red flag law. It's an ex parte process and you are punished and then you have to prove your case after. There is no common evidentiary standard. And in some states, some states have where law enforcement can only petition and some states have where every Tom, Dick and Harry can call a flag on you. Eric Swalwell was saying this person, this person, saying that different conservatives that he disagreed with should have been flagged. And he was saying this on Twitter. I retweeted some of it last night. It's pretty amazing. And so, this is why I don't support that. And I feel like he doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know. I would venture a guess that Matthew McConaughey doesn't know enough about the abuse of red flag. We have a process. I'm so tired of these lawmakers going, well, you know, we can modify, maybe have, if we write red flag laws in a certain way, they are written in a certain way where it, where it protects due process, and that's called our current process. Just because you're unfamiliar with how the current process works doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I got too many conservatives now using Democrat logic, gun, anti-gun lobby logic. The gun control lobby says, well, we just, we don't know about these laws, so we guess they don't exist. That's why we always say you need to enforce what we have. Well, they don't know what we have, so they pretend that we don't have it. Not knowing how the process to have someone adjudicated ineligible doesn't mean that that process with due process exists or doesn't exist. It's just shocking to me. So coming up, I have more of that to address because I want you to be as informed as possible. The House is moving a couple of pieces of legislation this week. Looks like the Senate may move on some stuff next week. And I'm going to keep you updated. We also have some economic issues to discuss and more. 
It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Cancel culture is coming to your bank and holding the wrong political views might soon leave you out in the cold. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest episode of The Bill Walton Show, Todd Zwicky, Paul Watkins, and I discuss what is already happening, how the Biden administration is already pursuing this agenda, and what we can do about it. This progressive culture offensive is relentless. It's coming for you, and you won't hear about this anywhere else. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. And we all agree that we want the border to be better. In fact, I think the border is pretty great right now. Wait, that's Irish Bob. Um, what? It's pretty great right now? That's Bader. Irish Bob saying, uh, wow, okay. I don't, I don't agree, and I think... That probably like anybody who is anywhere remotely around the border, they don't agree either. So, um, wow. Okay, there you go. I, I disagree. <sighs> He's out of touch, man. I don't know if you guys saw this. This is an actual real piece from Salon. And this is one of the things that I always, that I disagreed with Reagan on. I just want to read you their tweet. It says, when Ronald Reagan's racism saved lives, armed black men meant immediate gun control. So Salon is, wrote a piece where they're literally saying that gun control is achieved by racism is good, which is exactly what Democrats during Jim Crow said, too. It's exactly what Roger Taney essentially wrote in the Dred Scott decision when he was incorporating into his reasoning as to why he wouldn't afford Dred Scott, like actual United States citizenry personhood, because Dred Scott, well, he's black, so he can't own a gun. Oh, my gosh. When they show you who, you, who they are, believe them. The Mulford Act, that was the, uh, where they, in, in California, Reagan was governor at the time. It was in 1967. And uh, it was an open carry state. They didn't have a lot of restrictions at the time. And that's when you had uh, uh, the Black Panthers that pulled up in front of the Capitol and they uh, were carrying their firearms and they uh, walked into the uh, to the Capitol building and they were there to I guess you could say they were lobbying. I mean, they were lobbying uh, their lawmakers and 
uh, all the the legislature, all the lawmakers just could not believe what they were seeing. So uh, it ended up that Don Mulford, who was a Republican uh, lawmaker, he introduced the Mulford Act and it banned people in California from carrying loaded weapons in public. So it's not that they didn't even go, well, maybe not in the Capitol. They just like did a crappy universal open, you know, carry ban, period. Reagan signed it into law and California built an entire thing of gun control based off of that. Some people say that it was incredibly racist. It definitely seems like it was racist, the Mulford Act. I mean, I don't I mean, it's hard to say if you had a bunch of, you know, white people that showed up with guns, if the white lawmakers in California at the time would have been. But it was discriminatory and it was BS like all gun control is. And considering gun control was entirely born of racism, you can from the progressive left, you can see why I might have that opinion of the Mulford Act. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. Second hour on the way. Throughout the day, everyone feels fatigue and failing endurance, and it can't be fixed with more caffeine. This is why I take Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that gives you the energy you need and are good for you. No guilt and no more afternoon coffees or energy drinks or candy for a quick pick-me-up. I take two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews as part of my daily routine and to promote heart-healthy energy for my day without a caffeine crash or all of the processed sugar. And I've personally begun taking Super Beats Heart Chews for a while now, and I know it makes a difference in my energy. Plus, the grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews supports normal blood pressure and is heart-healthy. Take charge of your health and do what I do every day and take Super Beats Heart Juice. For my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com up to 45% off at danasbeats.com. You're talking about a constitutional right to keep and bear arms. People who are law-abiding citizens are in good mental health and uh, aren't a threat to the public. Um, And... So I think focusing on concerns about mental health and on people with criminal background records is, a, is an obvious area where uh, I think we can work together. Now that's John Cornyn from yesterday, and that was a very interesting soundbite. Uh, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Good to be with you this Wednesday. Here's why it's an interesting soundbite. So he's saying what I don't really hear from the other side of the aisle, where it concerns mental health and you know, school security, et cetera, et cetera. He touched on records. Now, one of the big debates yesterday with the Senate, with senators who are going back and forth over, uh, you know, uh, gun control, is this idea of the juvenile record situation and how with all of these cases, they're sealed typically. So, for instance, the Uvalde killer's records are sealed. Now, I want to, let me just set this perspective here before we wade further into this. I like to be very, very careful. When we have mass casualty incidents, people always say, do something, do something, do something, but they don't really get beyond vagueness or talk about things that have been studied the studies by the way that i that i cite when i talk about how waiting periods don't work and i have a numerous studies about these i purposefully either omit any conservative entity doing the study or i list them last 
because you cannot fudge data. You just can't. PolitiFact even said waiting periods don't work. Factcheck.org even said the assault weapons ban had no influence on, the, on, on homicide. So it's, it's not, I'm very careful with this. And I also don't want to rush into something because when evil acts, it's still rare. Doesn't, I know that doesn't diminish the pain of, of anybody in Uvalde or anywhere else, and it's not supposed to. But to, to find a solution, this is where we have to start. You have to look at the data. You have to look at where the weak spots are. You have to look at where you can and can't act. You have to take inventory. And I want to be careful in that there's a difference between dumb kids doing stuff, saying stupid stuff online and doing dumb teenager stuff. Nobody is perfect. And if perfection were required for anything, not a single one of us would be eligible for anything. I mean, Jesus came because we weren't perfect. He didn't come for the saved. He came for those who weren't. That in mind. There's a difference between dumb kid stuff, teenagers doing goofy stuff, you know, whatever, and threatening to rape and kill women. There's a difference between saying something stupid online as a teenager and putting cats in a bag and beating them to death on the concrete and showing off your work on social media. There's a difference between dumb teenager stuff and nonviolent misdemeanors and pulling a gun on another classmate and putting it to their head in Parkland. That's before you go and massacre your classmates at school. Big difference. So it's coming down. I'm giving you the latest because I was ta- I was on the phone quite a bit yesterday after radio. So there's a lot. They have not. Well, this was as of yesterday at like five o'clock. They had not draft. They're still not drafting anything new about it. But apparently there's a huge amount of focus on what to do with the rec- juvenile records of violent offenders. Now, here's the distinction. Because I also don't think that kids should be punished forever for dumb kid stuff. But I think that if you're pulling a gun on a kid, one of your classmates and holding it up to their head, if you're putting, you know, you're, you're committing felony animal abuse, if you're threatening repeatedly to rape and murder women, threatening women, yeah, I kind of want that to follow. This is, from what I understand... It seems like Cornyn and a couple of other senators are trying to have the... It's Now, this is my speculation. Because they are all tight-lipped. They do not want to get pegged down on a single specificity. They want room. So what it seems like is that you have Cornyn and a couple of other senators who are trying to say, wait a minute, let's not increase the age to purchase a rifle and take from 18 to 21 year olds their rights. Because I know a lot of people in that age bracket that were on their own. And so it seems like they're saying, 
why do we seal the records of very violent felony offenders who are juveniles? Why can't that violent felony criminal behavior follow to their after they turn 18 to establish a record? That is what it seems like they're countering. Now, I'm saying seems like because I'm only hearing bits and pieces to this point. I want to play this audio from you. This came from some reporters on the Hill in a conversation with Senator Tom Tillis. And we're going to start with audio soundbite 13. Listen. We're not really sure. And a part of what we have to do is get the numbers to figure out what's the most efficient way to do it. Um, so we're trying to capture a lot of baseline information, whether or not it has to be in this or it has to be some sort of automated conduit to get the juvenile records. But then there's the other problem you have is you can't just upload all juvenile records because you have to go through an adjudication process on a case-by-case basis to have them unsealed. Uh, we have to determine whether or not uh, we can require an applicant to authorize the unsealing, whether or not that would expedite it. But it, it, you know, it could take some number of days to get to the records. So does it create a wait, like a wait period for most people no. who are 18 and 21? Uh, it's, we're not creating a waiting period, but we are creating, I mean, depending upon how well we can automate it, could you know, could influence some number of days before they could actually uh, get cleared. But that's all mechanics that we're working through. There's about 27 states right now that currently require that there is a search of the juvenile records. Um, now, would they somehow be, be uniform, obviously, with the federal law? I mean, how exactly would their current laws... We're working through it. I mean, right now, what we're, we're not drafting text yet. Uh, what we're trying to do is, is settle... Uh, a couple of other details on what we want the text to address, and then that, that's when we get to that level of detail. Now, if you get the newsletter, I sent this out to you last night for our subscribers. Uh, so he's saying, for, I, it was interesting, he was saying, well, it doesn't create a waiting period, but it kind of does. It does create a waiting period. But he was explaining the process through which you have to go, and this is what and this is what I've been reading because it is different state by state. So it's a lot to take in. So you actually have to go through a whole other separate legal process to unseal records of juveniles. I'm talking like, again, the same violent felony criminals, violent felony criminal acts committed, like say by a 17 year old, they turn 18. They have to go through a whole other process to have those records unsealed in order for that to establish a record in adulthood. Now, why do I bring this up? Why, why is that important? I don't know how long it takes. And that's what he was discussing there, because apparently it's different state by state. There's no uniformity, which makes it difficult. Secondly, this was, he was very insistent, and I think his statement there is that they don't want a waiting period for purchase. And it didn't sound like he was interested and raising the age, which we're going to talk about here coming up as well. But it sounded as though he's like, this is unavoidable because you have to unseal these records. Interesting. I wanted to play this because he was asked uh, by Kerry Pickett with the Washington Times. He was asked, is this going to change anything on the form that you fill out when you go to purchase a firearm. And this is where ETF gets involved. Listen. 
this legislation also perhaps change the 4473 form in any way? Say again. Could this legislation anyhow change the 4473 form in any way, shape, or form as far as the questions that are asked? We haven't uh, we haven't discussed that. It, it may at least on the, the juvenile front because that's not a question that's asked today. But we haven't we haven't gotten to that level of detail. That's what I'm saying. After we after we get the the, uh, the pillars defined, then we got to get to people that can work through the technical details. It may very well. So if. No, that's what it, so I don't know how they solve that, if that's a state's issue. See, I would think that Lindsey Graham, instead of retooling his damn red flag law bill, why not incentivize states for violent felony criminal behavior? Why not incentivize the unsealing of those records so that that can be established into adulthood? Now, People will say, oh, that's, you know, that's why I'm very careful about violent felony criminal behavior because there's dumb kid stuff and then there's violent felony criminal behavior. They're saying, I'm going to kill you online and you're joking and uh, literally sending rape and death threats repeatedly to women and and making yourself an imminent threat. There's a huge difference. So the one objection and this was uh, I had mentioned this, I think it was on Instagram and someone was like, oh, well, you know, what about the rights of, you know, I'm like, well. What about the rights of the innocent 18 to 21 year olds who've never done a single damn thing because of the the violent repeat felony criminal actions of a 17 year old that turns 18? Their records are sealed in California. They had a couple of these these uh, juvenile delinquents. Their records were expunged. Why? Why would you? I, I don't I've yet to see a good argument as to why that should not establish adult record once they turn 18 for violent criminal felony behavior. So we're going to come, I got more on this, and we're going to come back because I'm keeping you updated as to exactly what is happening in D.C. with us because there, you're going to hear a lot about it, although tomorrow it's all going to be about January 6th. All going to be about January 6th. No, nothing about, haven't heard anything about what they're going to do for inflation or gas prices. Wait until you hear this audio soundbite from Karine Jean-Pierre coming up. They don't think anything's wrong, apparently. Not anymore. They think it's all better. I can't, I just, you can't make this up. It's ridiculous. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So McDonald's is the latest corporation to hire a firm to conduct diversity, equity, and inclusion assessments. They have the money to do that still, even though Biden inflation? I mean, aren't they moving to all digital? Soon they're going to be doing this with robots, the DEI stuff. They released a statement that's boring, and I don't feel like reading it. 
So there you go. Moving on. Uh, we threw away 11% of coronavirus vaccines. 82 million discarded in a new report that's out. They said it went, apparently they went to waste from December 2020 through mid-May. Most of it stemmed from expired vials that sat on pharmacy shelves for too long. Spoiled doses from broken down freezers, multi-dose vials that had been opened but not fully utilized, according to CDC data from NBC. So there you go. There's your your tax dollars. There you have it. Uh, Also, uh, A.G. Paxton in Texas has launched an investigation against Twitter for potentially deceiving Texas consumers, businesses over the bot accounts. They said it's in violation of the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act that the not that the automated non-human bots that they're deceptive and it makes people think that they're apparently getting more uh, interaction and because you know you their financial regulatory filings people realize that you have states that you know there could be shareholders uh, so that's why they've he's filed this he said apparently they think that some of the speculation is that bots may comprise as much as 20 percent of Twitter's use, which totally does not at all surprise me because all my haters sound so stupid and I just really do think that they're bots. Just saying. I, you know, I would believe it. Oh, uh, let's see. There's a loneliness epidemic and people are wondering how robots could fill that loneliness. One in four Americans, says MarketWatch, feels lonely. And so they're wondering, could robots help? Or dogs? Or just like go meet people? I don't, I don't know. Just them. This seems um, obvious. Antibiotics could wreak havoc in, on athletes' abilities by disrupting gut bacteria. Today and duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you're supposed... Kane, go ahead and say it. Do Pro- it. Probiotics Golly. are way better. There you go. I gave you your saying it. You can't say it anymore this week. You got it in. There you go. And mortgage applications have dropped to their lowest level in 22 years. A sign that these soaring home prices may soon level off after jumping 20% in many cases over that in the past year alone. Stick with us. We have a lot more in store, including some really bad wokery. Stick with us. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Is that there are voices on the right who have called out um, this uh, protest that are happening uh, while remaining silent for years on protests that have happened outside of the homes of school board members, the Michigan Secretary of State, or including threats made to women seeking reproductive health care, or even an insurrection against our capital. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, Jen Psaki and some flashback audio. 
defending the protests outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And of course, we got some, this This is all, the headline today that came in, the guy who was uh, arrested, he was a California man carrying reportedly a gun and a knife near Kavanaugh's Maryland home. He was taken into custody early this morning. He, he told officers he wanted to kill the justice. Wow. He was angry about the leaked draft of an opinion according to the investigation by the Supreme Court, signaling that they're getting ready to overturn Roe v. Wade. Hmm. There's a reason why, and what Jen Psaki said there, it, 18 U.S.C. 1507 makes it illegal to demonstrate at the homes of federal judges, particularly Supreme Court justices, for that reason. It is not lawful protest. Do you trust the people who allow those people to break the law to handle your red flag? And so Mayor Garland didn't do anything. You had Chuck Schumer on the steps saying you're going to this is talking about Kavanaugh. They did all this. And so Mitch McConnell was trying to get the Supreme Court Police Parity Act passed. He was trying to get that passed. Democrats don't want to provide additional security. So now, pull up this piece from Washington Examiner. Montgomery County Police Department tells the Washington Examiner that the case against the man arrested near Kavanaugh's home has been transferred to the FBI. From the Public Information Office, they write, quote, At 1.42 a.m., Montgomery County Police Department responded to a call for service in the area of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home in Chevy Chase, Maryland. An adult male from California was taken into custody by Montgomery County Police and transported to a Montgomery County Police station. The case was transferred to the FBI. We're not able to release any identifiers on the suspect or whether he had a gun. That information will be provided by the FBI. So that case is going to disappear, probably. There goes that case. (laughs) There you go. Good heavens. Good heavens. This isn't the first time that someone was inspired by the rhetoric. And I don't believe words are violence, but I think, again, I'll say it again. If law-abiding gun owners are going to be responsible for uh, the failure to follow up on felonious criminal activity when done by 17 or 18 year olds, uh, or if law-abiding gun owners are going to be held responsible for what deadbeat, how deadbeat moms raise their their murderous kids, and if they're supposed to take the brunt of the penalty for the actions of criminals, well, then I think Chuck Schumer and Jen Psaki and everyone else is directly responsible for what happened with this guy and Brett Kavanaugh. Furthermore, I'll even go so far as to say that the guy who was working on Bernie Sanders' campaign, that Democrats in the Sanders campaign and Senator Sanders himself are responsible for the guy who tried to assassinate a baseball field full of members of Congress. Republicans, and he had a hit list, and he was upset over health care. I mean, or the leftist in Buffalo, the environmental leftist who said that he was deeply entrenched in communism ideology. That was his, from his manifesto. You see what I mean? Yeah, this isn't going to go anywhere. I tell you what, if there had been a guy outside of Elena Kagan's house or Sonia Sotomayor's house with a red hat or a guy with a red hat on his way 
having a gun and a knife doing the same thing. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer would be demanding that the National Guard go back to Washington, D.C. and put that huge fence back up and spend the night in, in parking garages, the thousands of them again. There's a double standard. An absolute double standard. Just crazy. Now, there's I have some more. I want to. It's a couple of things here to get into. I this came in from Texas. Governor Greg Abbott. They announced this yesterday, directing DPS, TEA, and other state agencies to expand and accelerate the implementation of what they say is I watch an I watch Texas program to report suspicious activity he had tweeted this out as well he said that he was directing various state agencies to enhance their efforts to promote that iWatch program making it easier for the public to report suspicious activity in texas and they said you can go to iWatch the website etc uh This is, I didn't like the Patriot Act when it was passed in the wake of 9-11 because I thought that you don't, I agree with Ben Franklin, you don't sacrifice your security for the promise of safety because you'll get neither. I went to that iWatch Texas site. It's the community reporting system. The problem in some instances isn't with the reporting In Parkland, the problem wasn't with the reporting. The problem was with the enforcement. You had Robert Runcie. They reported that killer to him. Everybody knew about this, about the killer. Cops visited his house 39 times. He punched his mom in her face. Didn't he break her nose? His adopted mom? He had problems. It's not that no one reported him. Now, in Uvalde, I don't know. I mean, he was visited by cops. It looks like he was known. But I think that there's this, this belief where in, in, or, the, or this practice in every bit of society all across the country where it's, I, I don't know what it is. Do people think that they're making a big deal out of something? Are they, I, I, I'll never forget, you know, the San Bernardino terrorists, they were 28 and 29. The uh, husband and wife, the terrorists who went into that, elderly uh, the senior center there was a neighbor who saw all kinds of suspicious activity and from their house and she they did an interview with her and i played her audio on air the the in the week after it happened and she was speaking it was a local california media la media and she said she was asked well you know, if you saw, because she was describing how she saw this suspicious stuff. And the reporter goes, well, if you saw this, why didn't you say anything? And she was like, well, I didn't want to be considered racist. Because they, they uh, were reportedly um, Arabic. And she's like, I didn't want to be considered racist. So I didn't say anything. What? I, I don't know if... It's a combination of people don't want and race excluded. I don't know if people don't say anything because they're concerned 
that they will look like the bad guy if it turns out to be nothing, right? Because our, and I'm speculating here and I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm trying to figure out what is the mindset. Like in Uvalde, if there had been a situation, we're sending rape and death threats, putting animals in bags and beating them on the ground. I told you that in, uh, with, with, with our school, there had been a situation some years ago where a student had said that they wanted to uh, shoot some other students. And apparently they had named one of mine. And I had never talked about this before for certain reasons. And it was immediately reported to the school and the school immediately acted and immediately resolved that issue. And that student was immediately was receiving help in an evaluation because they were all quite young. And I just remember, you know, at the time thinking there, that's not something to overlook. And, you know, the kid apparently, I don't know, apparently there were some issues and all of that. And, and the parents were very proactive as well. And crisis was averted. This was not, this is not a school that protects students that engage or behave that way. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas with Robert Runcie. Where they protected it so they could get an award for the reduction of the school to prison pipeline. He got an award for that. Duncan, Arnie Duncan was the education secretary. He didn't reduce anything. He just stopped reporting it. He literally just stopped reporting it. Now, as it concerns this I Watch Texas program, I brought up the Patriot Act because it made me think of that. The problem in so many instances isn't reporting its enforcement. But also, why, I'm just, I have questions. I have a lot of questions about this. What we have all of these remedies at hand right now. And I'm not quite sure why we need that kind of reporting system. Because if someone, the, you have to have, proactive parents and you have to have a proactive school and they can solve it I've lived through it I know how that works I don't understand the involvement of an agency like this and I just get very nervous about it remember the Patriot Act created a lot of problems what happens if someone's falsely like reported or if it's abused then you end up having law enforcement tied up in an erroneous report but what happens if, you know, something horrific, you know, somebody slips through the cracks because everybody's running around looking at all the, you know, I, there's, I don't know. I just, I've got questions about that. I just think in this, in the rush to everybody do something, you, you have to make sure everything has to be, you have to make sure that, okay, is this solving, there's a lot of issues here. Is this solving this particular issue or this one? 
I mean, just it's just amazing. Now, I we have I have a couple of other things that I want to get into as well, because the summit of the Americas is absolutely falling apart. <laughs> We've got that. We have how apparently, uh, as Corinne Jean Pierre said, you know, gas prices are getting good. It's uh, it's going to be okay. We're going to play that for you coming up as well. I know that's and all of the I just I saw this video and there's now there's a law proposed in Texas. The parents who took their kids to uh, a drag show at a bar. Why? Somebody I saw somebody twerking on the stage and someone was making their baby dance to the. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. What? What? This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. And the obvious challenge to that is the media blackout. Um, you know, if, if this were in the other direction, if if the, if the, if the difference here was, um, you know, going in the other direction, then it would be nonstop in the same way. In fact, actually, we have a pretty neat case study in this with the Russia hoax itself. It was nonstop coverage from the media that was essentially doing in journalistic gymnastics to fabricate a conspiracy theory. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. All right, so I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how in the world this happens. A man lost a chunk of his leg when he was attacked, Florida man, by an alligator outside of a Florida hotel after mistaking the reptile for a dog. A dog? A dog. WFLA had reported this. They said he had he, he it, it was at the Warm Mineral Springs Motel, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. They said man was walking outside and he saw this dark figure moving along the bushes on a path. And he said he thought that it was a dog on a leash. So he didn't move out of the way. And that's when the gator came, bit off his leg, ripped off a chunk of his muscle tissue. And another deputy who was in the area was able to call and get the man some help. And they were able to also capture the gator before the trapper arrived at the scene and they removed Florida Fish and Wildlife, removed the gator from the area. Now, I was reading, so I think he's like, he's in Florida, but I think, I read somewhere, I think he's might be a New York guy. They're really, they didn't give a lot of details about him. I'm telling you what, do you see, do you, did he see any other Florida people outside? Florida people are not going to be walking around out dark near water and if they see a dark figure moving in the bushes they're not going to think it's a dog they're going to run when you don't see any florida people near that area don't go near that area did i tell you the last time i was in florida hands to sky i was not there for 10 minutes and i saw two gators one was at the airport i think they may have put it in there i was on the tram looking down at a body of water and i'll be damned there's a gator right there and then on our way to this convention center, another body of water, I'll be damned, I saw a gator. That was not put there like by people for like a tourist thing. That that was a legit gator in the wild. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's you just gotta be careful. Another sidebar story. We went uh oh I can't remember what island it was. 
off the uh, near Naples, Florida. And when we checked in, because it was like they had these condos and they had it was like a real, you know, you could get a golf cart or walk around and they told everybody they're like, are you they're like, are you from Florida? And we're like, no, I'm like, okay, so don't walk near the water here and here. And like they were pointing on this map to all these places where you're not really supposed to walk near the water. That's when I realized they're even in puddles, probably. So I'm just saying, thankfully, I don't think that it didn't kill the man, but I don't know what condition he's in. Back to the story. So I just don't know how you think it's a dog. And I really want to know if he called for it. Like, here, puppy, or something like that. I'm just I'm just wondering, because that's, that's pretty, yeah. Uh, let's see here. There was, I have like two gator stories, and apparently there's video. <sighs> apparently like one guy a 47 year old was warned about the d- the danger of the gators in the lake many many times they said they were they he was warned about it and uh, that a florida man was killed in a suspected gator attack and this is after he was told to stay out of the water there's a video of it it's horrific Ooh. stick with us third hour coming up Justice Department is undertaking a critical incident review of the law enforcement response that day at the request of the Uvalde mayor. The review will be comprehensive, it will be transparent, and it will be independent. We will be assessing what happened that day. We will be doing site visits at the school. We will be conducting uh, interviews of uh, an extremely wide variety of stakeholders witnesses, families, law enforcement, government officials, school officials, um, and we will be reviewing the resources that were made available after the ad, um, in the aftermath. So that is Merrick Garland, who dragged his feet, by the way, with the previous stuff with the protests in Kavanaugh, uh, who is announcing an investigation into the policing there and the enforcement and the response in Uvalde outside of Robb Elementary School. That's brand new this afternoon welcome to the third hour of our program i'm your hostess dana lash your lovable curmudgeon and you can find me on substack chapter and verse is the newsletter subscribe i send all kinds of stuff out and uh also uh you can find me uh, dana lash.com we're not as active there because everything's been honestly uh newsletter so social media has all my everything you want to know it's got all the links up there the investigation into that i'm i'm just um that i i'm it seems a little i'm i'm just curious as what they're what all i think i do agree that there needs to be an investigation into the response but i don't i just remember after parkland when that happened and there because i always thought it was odd and i remember kane i think i i think i told you this because we were i'm trying to remember i think we were on air when all of this started happening and it was the very next day because that evening there was a statement if my memory serves me correctly and i'm actually looking back at some of my previous notes on this and some of the pieces it was the coral springs their uh, pd they came out and they were blasting scott israel in the response and I thought, I've never seen anything like this. And it was odd because it was happening right after this, you know, atrocity at, at MSD. And also because I've never seen law enforcement go at law enforcement publicly like that. 
And then we found out why. And it's something that their school safety commission um, had also looked into. And that's when they discovered that Israel, apparently Scott Israel hadn't kept his deputies up on training. They couldn't even remember the last. Oh my gosh, there was a, it was a mess. He ended up getting, is it Opalaka? He ended up getting appointed chief there. So it was, it was just a mess. And that's why Coral Springs, that's why they spoke out because they were the ones who showed up. And I think from what the reports, if memory serves, they had gone in. And this is, reminds me of the, the reporting that we heard. It was the off-duty Border Patrol and others, a bunch of off-duty cops that came in. Like the guy uh, who was at the barber, they formed this like ad hoc uh, group of all these off-duty border agents and everything else and went in and it just, yeah, there's going to be an investigation into that. And here's where my question on, I don't know what they hope to accomplish comes in. Now, hear me out. Because it seems when I first asked that, you're like, well, what kind of question is that? What do you mean? What do they hope to accomplish? You know, those cops, they should have gone in. Let me hold on. I told you a couple of weeks ago, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez. They don't have an affirmative obligation to protect life. There was a federal court case because parents sued the Parkland police for holding outside instead of going in. And that judge determined that police were not obligated to protect life. So my question is this. Is that not the ruling? I'm not saying that I agree with it at all because I don't with their actions for not going in. But my, my point is you've made schools gun-free zones. And I do agree that I think schools, I think that I want to know what teachers carrying at my kid's school. I know who carries at my kid's school. But in some states, it's not allowed because they don't have the guardian programs or whatever. That's something that, that Texas has and some other states have. But if you're going to render that a gun-free zone and only allow maybe one SRO for, I think some of these schools have like one SRO for multiple campuses. How can you then say that there's no affirmative obligation to protect life when you make it to where almost no one else can. And so he says there's going to be an investigation into this. But I'm just telling you, if there are lawsuits about it, they're going to fall back on that MSD federal court ruling and Castle Rock v. Gonzalez. It will not succeed in court. That is my whole point in saying that I think that districts have the right to determine okay these are who we want this many uh, sros and we believe that these teachers can undergo training to carry so like in my in our school i don't want to get into too particular into too many particulars um but i will say if you know somebody shows up to uh try to do evil they're going to get dropped i know exactly who's carrying i've talked we've I, we've met with school officials and all of that um and I think every parent 
has the right to go to their school and ask, okay, I want to know this, this, and this. I think there should be like a, um, uh, like for instance, if you're going to, Graham's going to incentivize the red flag stuff. I think, no, don't do that. Why not incentivize, you know, school security consultations and make it to where every school district, regardless of revenue, property tax, or regardless of budget, you have the ability, they have the ability to bring in like a security consultant. If you look, if they can't, even if it's like a small school and they can't say they don't want an SRO and they only want like a couple teachers that they can have trained and all of that. If the teachers want to, I don't want to arm any teacher who doesn't want to. So much of the security is what you don't see. Good security, you don't even know. Like when you're at a concert and when you're at, uh, like for instance, when I was at, um, I went and saw uh, at a big arena, I went and saw ACDC. Now, I know what I'm looking at because we've gone through a lot. I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not a security consultant. They obviously have way more experience, but I've gone through enough training where I know what I'm looking at when I see it. And most people don't even recognize. They have plainclothes people everywhere. You got cameras, ingress, egress. You know, there's multiple layers to where you don't even realize it because good security, that's the, that's the thing about good security is that people don't know it. It's not a prison. People don't know it. And being able to implement a version of that to fit a particular district's needs is very important. Because as long as schools, and I hate saying this, as long as they, if they remain soft targets, you're going to have, you have this media saturation. There's so many studies out there that show, in fact, I, I have another one right here that just came out. In fact, it's something Homeland Defense is looking at. They're nervous because they say copycat in copycat uh, chances for copycat uh, actions increase when stuff like this uh, happens. Homeland Security warns that the call for copycats grows after these incidents. It's a Houston Chronicle piece. And there's so much media saturation and every incident of these uh, mass killers they have all referenced one previous. No joke. It's scary. That's why we don't say the name. We don't show any of that. As long as schools are soft targets, you're going to have these evil people who want to target the very you know, youngest of our citizens who should be some of the most protected. I love what Lucretia Hughes, God love her, grandmother, her story, she was uh, testified today. She's part of the DC Project. A friend of mine, Diana, who's a professional uh, competitive shooter. This is one of the groups she runs. A bunch of amazing ladies. God love them. They're in DC right now. Lucretia Hughes was testifying before the uh, House Judiciary. And she was saying, relating what happened. She said her son, her son was killed by a felon. A guy who had repeat offenses including some gun charges too was out killed her son and her passion she stopped me in my tracks I got chills hearing her powerfully and authoritatively speak on this issue and she was saying I teach firearms classes I want to be able to protect myself is what she was saying and she was blasting the proposals there. Lucretia Hughes is not going to get invited on CNN. Lucretia Hughes is not going to get invited on MSNBC. But yet, 
she is one of the very demographics who is one of the fastest growing in the past two years for concealed carry licenses and that's black women women in general powerful and she didn't she only every now and then referenced her notes she was speaking from the heart and she was not mincing her words listen to some of this this is amazing chicago washington atlanta are gun control utopias and they are plagued with the most violence 10 more laws 20 more laws a thousand more won't make what has already illegal more wrong or stop criminals from committing these crimes and y'all are delusional if you think it's going to keep us safe i am a walking testimony of how the criminal justice system and the gun control laws which is steeped in racism by the way have failed the black community by the age of 25 i had already went to 18 young black men funeral at the age of 25. i have one black man in jail one black man in the grave and my young grandson gonna be raised without a father. And it's a curse on the black community and everyone else's. Something has to change. Thoughts and prayers and calls for more gun control isn't enough. How about letting me defend myself from evil? I, you don't think that I'm capable and trustworthy to handle a firearm. You don't think that the Second Amendment doesn't apply to people that look like me? Who and you who would call for more gun controls are the same ones that are calling to defund the police? Who is supposed to protect us? We must prepare to be our own first responders to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Mm. I am a legal, law-abiding citizen, and I don't need the government to save me. Oh, amen. That's Lucretia Hughes taking Congress to church. God bless her for that testimony. That was one of the most powerful addresses I have ever heard on this subject. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. NASA is set to launch a priority mission to explore mysterious domes on the moon. The space agency has announced that a rover is going to visit the Gruthusian domes. Yeah, it sounds okay. A geological feature that has baffled scientists. The domes they say are suspected to have been formed by a sticky magma rich in silica similar in composition to granite on earth however formations like these need oceans of liquid and liquid water and plate tectonics to form but without those ingredients on the moon lunar scientists are wondering how they formed over time so that's what they're setting out to do the family this is very interesting story family of bill clinton advisor who admitted jeffrey epstein into the white house seven times blocked release of files detailing the scene 
of Mark Mark Middleton's death. He was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast at a ranch 30 miles from his home. Sounds like he slipped. Yeah. Oh, boy. Stick with us. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. But to the point about you're you're saying that people feel good about their personal financial situation. High gas prices. People can't get baby formula. The supply chain is messed up. Uh, Everything is more expensive. But where's the good part? So the survey that I just read off started in 2013, and that is the first time that we saw numbers like this since 2013. So that does mean, no, that does mean something. Just like you gave me 83 percent, I'm giving you newer than 2013. 61 percent are saying now in this Wall Street Journal poll they are generally pessimistic about people having an opportunity to achieve the American dream. How's that going to look on a, on what, a bumper sticker? I guess sticker? What, I'm, what I'm trying to say, Peter, is that we understand that people are feeling feeling this. They're feeling uh, the increase of prices, uh, which with food in particular right now, and gas. That is, that is something that we understand. Um, that's Corrine Jean-Pierre. You got... Yeah, you have, you have a question. Okay. Uh, if, if Americans are feeling it, what are they feeling exactly? This great economy she's claiming? Yeah, because great economies, I mean, that's when it's a dollar an egg, right? Good that just God. means, you know, to borrow from Dan Aykroyd on SNL, that's just like a bougie egg, man. You're, I mean, you can aff- you're buying a dollar an egg. That's a... <laughs> that's, that's like an MTV Cribs egg. The saying. How can on one side of your face say this economy is the greatest and we're poised to deal with inflation and all this stuff? It's the best it's ever been. Yet we know Americans are feeling the pain. So one of my favorite people, he is a porty, Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana. Audio soundbite one. I think he's got a different take on all this. Listen. President Biden continues to campaign for more economic chaos. Meanwhile, I don't know about where you live, Jesse, but uh, in, in my state, the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy cocaine and just <laughs> run everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. He's not wrong, though. Oh, man. It'd just be cheaper to to buy cocaine and run everywhere. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's like, what is it, like $7 a gallon somewhere in California? Yeah. But hey, guys, don't worry, because Biden is going to make more solar panels with Chinese materials. Mm. That's going to help you. But wait, you were talking about gas prices. Yeah, but it's going to, with the solar panels and the environment, I mean, <laughs> hi. What does what does that have to do with gas prices? You're missing the point. He's authorizing the Defense Production Act to make more solar panels. Some materials from China. Materials from where? Materials from China. And that's going to help with gas prices. Shut up! Shut up, Karen. And scene. That's every White House press conference on the economy, right there. I. I don't know what you're expected to do. By the way, can we also play? We got to play audio somebody too, because 
I think this is an accurate, accurate measure. In Washington, D.C., when, uh, when I feel inadequate, uh, I just look around. <laughs> on, on really bad days, I see liars and frauds and meatheads in every direction. <laughs> liars and frauds and meatheads. I think Steve thought he said frogs, right. which is my favorite. No, he said frauds. But we could pretend he did because I kind of like that better. Frogs and meatheads. That's like, you know, that would be a great joint in Louisiana. Like frog legs and barbecue. Frogs and meatheads. Yeah, food truck. Frogs and meatheads. Run on solar power, obviously. No, no, no. It's run on just all the gas possible. My gosh. Oh. But he's he's not he's not wrong. I just I, I mean the whole it's it's gonna get worse. I was reading like what gas is still expected to even isn't isn't we're not we haven't even seen the highest yet. There's a meme it's like, how high do you think gas prices will go? And then the next picture is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's like that high. <laughs> That's how high it's gonna go. So we're still uh, we have from the Washington examiner. They said they they reported they can confirm the suspect that was arrested near Justice Kavanaugh's home uh, is a man named Nicholas Roski. Um, and he said that they they said the FBI says he has a gun. He was upset over the SCOTUS leak overturning Roe and the Uvalde uh, massacre. And he had come to kill Kavanaugh and then himself. And they've got the affidavit. Wow. They have the criminal complaint here and it gets into all of that. So they, they, they sent Montgomery County PD said that they said they gave the case over to the FBI. You know, we have not heard from Biden on this yet. We have not heard from Biden on the a threat to a Supreme Court justice. I don't think that we've heard from Chuck Schumer either. And I I don't know if we're going to hear much about this case now that they kicked it all over to the FBI. I'm just saying. So that's, uh, I don't know. We haven't heard from him since last night when he was talking about the, uh, or this morning we talked about the elections. And he's like, oh, I think the voters sent a message last night. They, you know, they had the, who, oh, let me pull this up, that super lefty San Francisco DA who was who was kicked out and the guy was i've seen all these memes on him today the guy was railing on it's the right wing that did it the right wing did this no it's i mean you know san francisco is you know apparently a big right wing area did you know that chesa budin they voted to remove him the da big 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 soros recipient of soros cash and people are mad about the needles and feces they're mad about the crime all i was looking at this there are like 12 cities like 12 cities broke their homicide records last year all of them are run majority by democrat by democrats and they believe in that restorative justice soft on crime stuff and obviously it's not working this recall they said was was supported by 61 percent of the voters 61 percent this is in san francisco Everybody's got a limit. It's, wow. 
If that can happen in San Francisco, that can happen anywhere. Democrats are still not, they're still not taking this, they don't, they're not taking it seriously. They think that they can just deflect and they're just, that's why they're pushing on guns so hard. But this is, man, none of them, I've not seen any of them, like I said, speak on the Kavanaugh thing. I'm still, I was looking through this uh, criminal uh, complaint that was just uh, released. Not seeing them, not seeing them address any of it. Meanwhile, I want to make sure. Hang on, let's get to. I want to get to some of this um, woke stuff. Jeez. A Norwegian feminist was questioned by police because she said that men can't be lesbians. Um, that was the offense. That was the offense. They literally filed a complaint. A police complaint, it prompted law enforcement to question Christina Ellingson. And they opened an investigation into her because she said men can't be lesbians. Oh, my gosh. That's that's one. This is how crazy everything's getting. Then, hold up. I had another one. The... Oh my gosh, the video. I'm not even going to, I don't even want to play that. I don't want to play this video. There was a bunch of parents. It was a tech, Dallas, Texas drag event for Pride. And these kids were in a strip club. Oh, it was a gay bar. They were at Mr. Mr. Gay Bar. Uh, drag your kids to Pride. Drag, ha ha ha. And they had drag queens. And I'm watching like some drag queen twerk. And there's a woman making her baby dance right behind as the woman. As the, the drag queen, the woman's holding her baby, making her baby dance, and the drag queen's on the stage spreading their legs. Oh, man. I don't... Oh, I don't know why that's appropriate. And so now there's, like, apparently... Because there's, like, a law coming out about that. I don't know. And then NFL, they have their first transgender cheerleader who had signed with the Carolina Panthers, uh, Justine Lindsay. Uh, is now a member of the Top Cats. Kane, they're called the Top Cats, the cheerleading squad for the Carolina Panthers. And there you have it. So now that there are dude cheerleaders, though, so I don't know why that's a big deal. There are dudes who are cheerleaders. I mean, they normally don't wear the cheerleading they wear like the pants or shorts, but I'm just saying. And a California state senator wants a Drag Queen 101 requirement to graduate high school. Senator Scott Weiner, why? Why? Always. I'm not making this up. It's verified. A California senator, Senator Weiner. Weiner says that. Weiner says they should offer Drag Queen 101 as part of the K through 12 curriculum. Senator Weiner says that, Kane. Just put that out on the table there. You okay? It's not my fault. I didn't name him that. That wasn't... I didn't assign him the Weiner name. Just saying. Just got to take a deep breath after that. Where's the asteroid? I mean, at some point, I mean, I was promised sweet meteor of death here. 
hitting us a rock, but apparently not. So we're going to we tomorrow. We have that whole theater that they're having prime time. The J sick thing. I'm 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 I don't plan on watching it. It's gonna be it's gonna be just a ridiculous. I don't plan on watching it. What was it? Media I got mad that uh Fox isn't gonna air it. Yeah. Why would they? Hey all these other networks are like, why won't they reduce our rate their ratings to match ours? They're all upset. They're all upset over that. I don't blame because nobody would watch. Nobody wants to watch it. Oh, Kane, I don't want to see any more videos of the babies in the drag bar. No. I, I don't no, I don't want to see that. I know, I just put it in there for... I mean, for, I just think, you know, when you got like elementary kids sitting there and you got people literally twerking in front of them and uh, some really inappropriate stuff, that's just, you know... Family-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. How dare you want to make sure that children understand gun safety? Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So we're talking here on break. Welcome back, Dana Lash here. Talking here on break about how Kane and I were hoodlums with fireworks back in the day and how my mom used to, like, he was like, oh, you know, Roman candles, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I told him, I'm like, my mom would never let me. My mom beat my A-double snakes in front of my cousins with an, like a, an empty, done, fired off out of Roman candle because I was trying to hold one. So I, and we used to have bottle rocket fights. That was okay. If I threw a bottle rocket at a cousin, that was all right. Man, we were crazy with that. But she told me the story. She, in order to dissuade me from doing anything that was dangerous, she always made up this, this, well, and it's his real name. She always was telling me about this guy who's, I'll just call him A. And A did drugs and fried his brain into a crisp, like bacon, like her actual description. A did drug. He, he smoked pot and scorched his brain. And A held a bottle rocket or held a, a Roman candle, blew an arm off. Well, I met him like some years later after my mom had told me this. I'll be damned. He had his arms. They were lies. I found this out, you know, when I was almost a teen. They were lies. I'm just saying. But can you remember? What did you call Spare that, the it? Roman candle. Spoil Man, the child. I'm telling you. No, we used to, not only did we used to fire off Roman candles, which, by the way, you, you it's a challenge. You kind of want to set things on fire by shooting fireballs at it. No, we're, we're amazing, well-behaved kids. What are you talking about? <laughs> but then you would have bottle rocket fights with your friends, and oh, you yeah. would use those spent Roman candles uh, to, you did. to load up those, you know, those whistlers. My Uncle James would give us uh, empty beer bottles. Every time he downed one, he'd bring it over and be like, well, and put it down there. And we're like, yay! Some of the best <laughs> memories as a kid. By today's standards, we are hoodlums. Or, you know, we were hoodlums. Golly! But back then, it was just like... We were good kids. This is what equals fun. I helped a bird that had like a broken leg once. I did. Its leg was weird and bent With the weird. Roman candle? No, I'm just okay, saying good. we were good kids. I did. I helped it. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was... Those were the... Now they would. Now the, all the other kids would cry. Everybody's so. I know there's so many places fragile. where you can't even fire off. Can't even fire anything. Came was like, we're gonna go blow stuff up, and I'm like, you'll totally burn down Texas, probably, and get arrested. Yeah. And Missouri was like, oh, how big is your fire gonna be? That's how. That was like the the discussion with family and friends. It's like, oh, well, how big is your fire gonna be? How many, you know, how many explosives are you gonna get? 
because I do love it where we celebrate the independence of our country with pyro. God bless America. Today in Stupidity, Kane. All right, it's Karine Jean-Pierre. What, what? She's talking about, or I'm sorry, she's gaslighting the economy. <laughs> We understand that people are feeling feeling this. They're feeling uh, the increase of prices, uh, which with food in particular right yeah, now and gas. That economy, is that right? is something that we understand. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, is that the economy is in a better place than it has been what? historically. How do you say that in like the same? I mean, it's sentence. been better since when it didn't exist. Same breath. Like when the economy wasn't here. This is better than when it wasn't there. Stupidity is astounding. Folks, that does it for us tonight. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack, DanaLash.com. Have a great night. And folks, I'll be back with you behind the mic 